Good morning. Good morning. It's, well, it's actually getting close to afternoon almost here. No, getting, come on. Later. It's 9.30. Jeez. It's 10.30 here. It's, it's getting close to afternoon, mm-hmm. I suppose. I, it's getting closer. I get up at 6. I mean, this is yeah. you know a good portion of my day. I'm not saying anyone else in my house is awake. Ah, uh, right. My wife is. I'm fairly certain the the teenagers are uh, are still snoring away, mm-hmm. in their cocoon. Yes, yes. So uh, let's jump right into housekeeping. Jeez, right off the bat. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. We got a bunch of stuff here. So you can just fast forward if you want to skip the housekeeping. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Jason Court, another new hopnologist. The hopnology cult, I mean community, is growing. <clears throat> so, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I can't say that. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. growing on a daily basis. Thank you for joining us. Excited to have you. Also, I believe last time we recorded, I made a big stink about our 999 followers on you Instagram. Did. Th- yes. A thousand and two, my friend. A thousand and two. <laughs> It, it's not quite, it's, yeah. It's the little things. It is, it really is. That, the... it, it pleases me. It, it's not quite at the point in the app where it says 1K. I think we need to be at like 1100 to uh, to, to start using scientific notation. That's what I really okay. want. <laughs> One times 10 to the, <laughs> yep. yeah, we're not quite there yet. No, not, not quite yet. But I, but that's, that's what I want. I want scientific notation on my on my social media. If I have to use social media, let me at least have some science involved. Okay. And less gyrating. So, um, let's see the let, you know, it's been interesting that, um, I've been, I was looking at the last month and a half and it used to be that our big core of listeners was coming from Wisconsin where you are and the New York Metro area, which is where I am, even though I'm Connecticut, it's, you know, we're considered a, a, a sub-city, I suppose, of New York. <laughs> but but since June, California has overtaken them. Wow. For our listeners, I found that very surprising. Hello, California. Hi, California. California, when it comes to Canada, Ontario. Thank you, Ontario. Hmm. And Sao Paulo in Brazil, which... Ah, uh, yes. You know, there's, that, that, there's a, patr- a patron presence down there, as we know. Yes, there is. So... Thank you all for uh, for spreading the word and, and getting us out there. We appreciate it. And uh, that's it. That is – I said there was a lot, but there's not really that much. That's our housekeeping for today. God, everybody all worked up and thought you are going to have these big announcements and all you had was a 1,000 followers on Instagram. 1,002. 1,002. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do not do do not discount your mother and mine, okay? Oh, they, oh right. Yes. No, mm-hmm. never, never discount the mothers. No, no. They helped us get here. They did. So, so mm-hmm. what's on the what's on the docket for today? Well, you know, by the time this airs, it'll have been about five or six weeks, I think, since we aired Things We Hate. Yes, and things Th- we are we doing things we hate even more. We will, you know, it, it's probably <laughs> going to turn into that if we're not careful. So, th- oh, yeah. th- things we hate was fun. First of all, first and foremost, it was fun. Yeah, it was. It was hard to limit it to certain things, and we certainly, you know, wandered around a bit, and we had a fun response from it. And I think at the end of the episode, one of us said, we should probably do things we love at some point. Hmm. So the trick with doing things we love, which is what we're going to do today, is how we do it so it's not just a mirror image of things we hate. You know, I hate kids and dogs and tap rooms. So I love quiet tap rooms. Like, okay, that that's just, <laughs> yeah. that's just uh, boring. Yeah. So things we love is what we want to talk about today. Why, 
what about being in this industry and doing what we do um, just makes us smile and makes us feel good? And hopefully it's the same stuff that makes the rest of you feel good. Basically the things that keep driving us to do this. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. It, I, I, what I don't want to do is get into, you know, these are my favorite four beers because a few people no. have asked us to do that. And you know what? There are a thousand beer review podcasts. Um, go listen to one of them. They're all wrong, by the way. Every all every wrong. single one of them is wrong. Yes. But they don't know it because, you know, DK. But well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That and, and the <laughs> spoiled taste buds from all of that cardamom and um, and God yeah. knows what else Gu- they're shoving Gummy into bears. Beer. Gummy bears. Yeah. Fruity pebbles. Cardamom gum- gummy bear goes. Oh, God. Yeah. I just threw up a little. So anyway, that's something we hate, but what do we love? What do we love? Hmm. So I'll, I'll start if you go. You go first. This go is first. your idea. You do okay. It. So so I'll tell you what I'm going to call back to a prior podcast again. One of the things I absolutely love is when we get surprised by something that we we put out there and we're not sure how it's going to go. So last week we put out the the Dunning Kruger episode that we did, mm-hmm. and. I'm not going to tell you what it is because you need to go listen to it if you didn't. But this this was about psychology more so than anything else, and we related it back to to our industry. And the response we've received, the commentary from folks, has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. We we didn't. I joked with you earlier. We didn't use the word cohumulone once in the entire recording. <laughs> there, there was there was none of that pesky science involved. We didn't talk about marketing or about sales. We just talked about about mindset and and what you need to do to be successful in the general sense and related back to hops. And I I loved I loved and I'm still loving because it's just freshly out there the response we're getting from folks all over the place that this was such a a revelation of sorts pointing people in that direction so you know sharing some knowledge that goes beyond the plants and getting that feedback was fantastic to me did i lose you oh i'm here i was thinking okay (laughs) you couldn't smell it you couldn't smell it all the way no i was thinking no i could not yeah 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 smell doesn't doesn't translate well over over the podcast i guess Uh, no not at all I would agree with you um, that in in every instance, you know, whatever it is that, that I happen to be involved with, it's those little surprises like that, that it's kind of a little bit out of left field, you know, like the topics when we'll choose, we'll choose one and be like, yeah, we want to do this. We want to talk about it, but not expecting anybody else to really care. <laughs> yep. And, and you, and it's just quite the opposite where where it sort of tickles a, a completely different group, you know, gets some gets some interest and gets them interacting more than they would have if we were doing things like oh, a bunch of micronutrient stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it, it's good for us too because it gets us, it breaks us out of our out of our ruts and allows us to yeah maybe engage a, a little bit different audience it does and and takes our existing audience and gives them maybe to your point a little bit of a break i mean this episode's going to come on the heels of a couple of weeks of of heavy chemistry mm-hmm. so to your point it's great for us to break things up and it's interesting i had someone recently ask me about topics and and the things that we choose and i thought about it i had i don't think we've ever really talked about how we do this, but we just do it naturally. We're very deliberate in our topic selection and in the flow of topics where um, it's important not only in terms of the order in which we put things out there, 
So for, for you folks, the listener, we want to keep you engaged and interested. But it's also important for us, as you said, so that if we sit down to record and go, we're just not feeling this. I mean, we've postponed recording sessions because one or the other of us is like, I'm not feeling it today. This is just not mm-hmm. going to work. Or we'll say, you know, not in the mood for every science. Let's talk marketing. You know, we'll we'll flip around a bit. It, otherwise, we're not on our game. Yeah, we we've we have to be interested and intrigued and want to dissect things. And if we're not, it totally comes across yes. in the podcast where it's just like they, you know, you're kind of disconnected from the topic. So, but that's that's like podcasting mechanics. So back to things we love. Yes. Um, things I love is I love going to conferences and engaging with people. Uh, which we can't do now. Even even doing it virtually is, is difficult. I love the the things, and the things that I love about that are the fact that you can. People are so engaged, and they 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 ask great questions, and there's just a camaraderie there that you can't really explain. And and it it, it could be a brewer conference, it could be a, a grower conference, both, uh, like in the case of Nebraska. But the people that are there. It's, you're like selecting down to the people that really, really want to know and be involved because, you know, it costs money to go to these things and there's travel involved and blah, blah, blah. So you're really getting the, I don't want to call them hardcore people, but you're drawing together a really dedicated group and there's such an energy there that that I feed off of. It's just, it makes me so excited and and you build friendships and relationships that last you know, across states and countries and all sorts of things. So if you get an opportunity once all this craziness, you know, is passed or evolves, see what you can do to go to a conference. If you don't have a conference, work with some some folks to set one up. Yeah, it's just so energizing and I think brings out a lot of the, the best in the community. Keeps me going. Oh, I, I believe it. And if you if you do work with some others to set one up locally, um, I can I can get you some pretty good speakers. I know of a few guys who'd love to come speak at a hop conference. We um, sure would. Pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I I agree with you wholeheartedly that it, it's to me it's it's the whole getting together like minded people who who want to continuously improve. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned that you know there's there's money involved, there's travel involved. Uh, to me, I think that the the barrier. That when people are willing to overcome this barrier, it's huge. Is the time barrier? Are you willing to give up some of your time to go educate yourself to get better? Right. And if you're if you're not willing to do that because you're too busy in the field or you're too busy doing this or that, you've got to really think about what your long term plan is. Because yes, we're everyone's busy. I you know, I, I get it. Especially keeping a field running, it's busy. But you need to take time to get better. Always. Mm-hmm. Might be a little Agreed. decay in there as well. Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. So this time of year, you know, it's it's nice out. Um, there's nothing I love better than than having a beer outside. I just love sitting outside, fresh air. And part of it is the is the quarantine thing. But le- yesterday, I I stopped working. I'm working out of my house. And I, a friend of mine who I hadn't spoken to in a while, I got on the phone with him and said, hold on for just a second. And I, I, I took the phone with me. I grabbed a beer. I went and sat on my back porch 
talked to him for half an hour. When I was done with him, I called you. We had a virtual mm-hmm. happy hour from across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just just sitting out back and enjoying the fresh air and having a beer and relaxing. There is um, th- there is something about uh, beer and nature, which I just I, I don't know how to put words around it, but I absolutely adore it. I can appreciate that. Um, however, with me and my awful allergies, <laughs> I'm usually, as as everyone knows, I'm I'm more of the dark corner, uh, grumpy old man in a bar sort of scene. But outside can be nice sometimes. I can see that. Well, I will. I will always default to outside. Yeah, always, always. I just always. I don't. Yeah, sitting like if if there's shade, I'm fine. But it's like if I'm sitting the what I don't like is sitting outside drinking beer and just being blasted by hot sun Mm. that that i don't go in for so if i can sit under a canopy or in the shade yeah i'll sit outside i just end up in that case drinking faster so it stays cold and then uh and then the more you drink the less you feel the hot sun and it's it all it all works itself out works works out yeah very symbiotic relationship there (laughs) uh that's great i love farming uh Mm. i People be like, what? I don't know if you've ever seen, there's like shirts or memes, you know, bumper stickers, what have you, that are like, you know, farming. It's like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's, it's, uh, it, it's a labor of love. It's, there's little money in it. <laughs> high risk. So it's like, why would you do something that's super high risk and, and for such little reward, you know, because there's more things to farming than besides, you know, the cash flow, uh, which is the cash flow is usually away from you, just so we're clear. Uh, <laughs> but but just the everything about farming, uh, I love. I love the working with plants. I love all the equipment and the tinkering and the ability to flex all my skills and and problem solve on a daily basis. Uh, that stuff just I love, uh, and I would I would absolutely do that. So. If I could, I would love to be a farmer. Uh, I wouldn't love struggling with cash flow and things of that nature, but the actual act of farming and certainly being involved with a crop like hops that's so unique and 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 tough. I mean, it's it's a hard crop to, to handle. There's a lot of potential pitfalls, as everyone knows. And there's a lot we just don't know. So if I was able to, to be a farmer and be doing some research and things like that, that I love. I love that discovery and problem solving. Love it. And we a ways ago when we had talked about our, our ideal hop farm, we had discussed the fact that part of that farm would be a, a research area, a, mm-hmm. a test bed where we get to play and try different things because that that's part of the the joy of all of it yeah i think Mm -hmm. you know between your comment on farming and mine on outdoors it really comes back to nature and there's um i I mean look as as a horticulturist you you certainly have a love for nature i've found more of my love for it later in life with my work with with my son and the scouts and all that and just being outside and um uh, there's so much beauty out there that you can't find in your Netflix queue, I'm going to say. <laughs> I suppose. So so back to beer strictly. Um, one of the things I love, and I think you might disagree with me on this a little bit, although I'm not sure. Um, I love variety. I'm on that what's new train where if, if I had a choice between 
a brewery where they've always got the standard beer I know they'll have. And every time I walk in, there's three or four new things to try. You can put me firmly in the, ooh, what's that all about category? Mm. And it's a great time to be alive from that perspective. I remember 15 years ago feeling the same way about coffee. All of a sudden, coffee wasn't just a can of Maxwell House. Uh, and it was all different kinds and flavors and whatnot. And and beer for the last, oh, probably 10, 15 years at least has had that same renaissance period where you can try anything. It can get blinding sometimes. Yes. And I think you mentioned recently you you can't go into a a, a beer shop and, and, and buy just a random IPA because God only knows what you're getting. But I, I love being able to mess around with the variety. That's great. Not I'm you. not that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like I don't like variety, right? Because I do like to try things. But I'm looking for, like I think you'd mentioned uh, uh, Gradetsky mm-hmm. a while back as a beer style. It's just super uncommon. You are <laughs> you don't see them. And it is an acquired taste. I will give you that. Uh, but so it's like a goes and and things like that. But I that's the kind of stuff I love to see in the beer world where I find something that's it's not really, you know, esoteric or, well, maybe it is, but you just don't see it. And then even if it's done poorly, you can try it and be like, yep, that was not a good experiment. Uh, but the fact that it's out there and it's something to hunt down, that I love. Mm-hmm. Knowing that those sorts of things can be out there and when you find them, it's like finding a little gem. But to have another juicy IPA, yeah, no, nobody needs that. Sorry. I need... I need to get my Photoshop out and create a, a wall of beer in a in the beer aisle of a liquor store that's just nothing but Fuller's ESB all over the, the there, aisle. There, there you go. <laughs> You'd walk in and go, I'm home. I'm home. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I'll take all of these. All of these here. I'll, I'll take with me. That that would work. Yes. All right. What else you got? Uh, for me, uh, well, let's stay on the beer theme. I think you pretty much summed it up. I'm an English beer snob. Um so f- things I love, I love me an old school English pub, uh, but we're not going to talk about the opposite of things we hate. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it at that. I love um, when I find a place like that and nobody hassles you. It's like nobody's super chit chatty. Nobody's, it, it's just like, leave you alone to enjoy your beer and your surroundings. And Everything's great. There's no John, right? There's no John. <laughs> Poor John. There, yeah, hounding me. There's no uh, drunk, chatty guy next to me who wants to have a conversation about politics. Uh, you know, it's not like, you know, give me my beer and leave me the hell alone, but it's just comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, an, you know, sitting in your old favorite chair. It just feels like it wraps around you and that sense of, of, belonging and comfort when when i find that it's just fantastic i love it so much yeah that 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 does sound wonderful and do you prefer that with with a friend or just just you and you alone um if it's a friend i generally prefer to be with friends uh whenever possible so if i could and it's certainly if it's a place that i know and i've been to before i'd i'd love to be able to share that experience with close friends and to say, this is something that I love. I think you're going to love it too, or I want to experience it with you. Uh, let's let's go do this. And that, that I cherish quite a bit. I don't get too many opportunities to do that anymore. Yep. Well, I mean, none of us do. 
right unfortunately yeah. <laughs> it becomes um becomes a little tricky and yeah that that is a difficult thing to figure out i find i have to schedule my with friends i've got to schedule my visits because everyone's got other things going on it's mm-hmm. it's not easy to grab you know hey are you busy from two to five on saturday afternoon well no because there is you know someone's got a game or someone has a recital or you know someone has to clean out the garage <laughs> there's a there's always something else going on Un- unfortunate but that i do love that as well i love just sitting for a beer with folks and i will and i will do it alone as well as i know you will and just sit and relax and and take it all in and allow your mind to uh to kind of fold back on itself and enjoy the beer and, and just be you i i love it i do love that so let's see what else is on my list um i love it when people are on time oh yeah that's a good one yeah well, yep. it was really just more of a poke at you, but um. ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> so, I was late this morning. Yes, Give me a break. Okay, it's fine. I'm usually on time. You usually are. You're usually more on time than I am. But yes, um, yes. I just I threw that on here at the last second just uh-huh. for fun. Um, but I do love I do love punctuality. I, I'm a big fan of it as well. I've I've had a big back and forth with my my 15 year old lately about um not so much punctuality but follow up. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, I'm one of these people where if I get an email or I get a phone call with a question, I respond more or less immediately, even if it's to say, got your got your question, looking into it, I don't know, but I will get back to you shortly. I am mm-hmm. I feel a need to do that. What I hate is when I ask someone something and I don't hear back for three days, and maybe they've been working on it the whole time, but I don't know that. Yeah. And I find myself yeah. surrounded by those kinds of people. <laughs> that assumption that something is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I used to have a guy that, that that worked for me that was that way and say, okay, you know, this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then he'd go off and do it, but not tell anybody it was done or follow up. Or, so it's constantly, you're like, did, did you do it? Is it done? Did you do it? And he would get all belligerent about it because- of course it was done. Well, you told me to do it. And I was, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, why didn't follow up, acknowledge, be part of that? And he just didn't get it. He's like, but you told me to do it. So I did it. Why do I have, it's like, yeah, just very bizarre. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, I mean, fo- following up is, is part of getting it done. That's, that's part of the task. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, th- things I love, equipment. I love machines. Mm. Certainly machines that don't have any electronics in them because those drive me insane. But like the old Wolf Harvester that's all mechanical and it looks like a freaking Rube Goldberg, uh, Willy Wonka powertrain. Love it. I love the sound that it makes when they're running well and they're lubricated and everything's tensioned properly. I love I love the process of drying hops and monitoring moisture and dealing with all those variables again. I guess it's sort of like problem solving back, but, but just smell of old equipment and uh like you know my signature my signature fragrance is cutting fluid i think uh <laughs> a little a little behind the ears uh that that stuff just jazzes me tractors and yeah anything and fabricating so making things to solve solve a need you know to solve a need solve a an issue <clears throat> like we had a i built a uh a propane flame weeder for the tractor and i remember one of our business partners was like you know what you're gonna do what 
So you're you're gonna burn the whole place down. This thing's not safe. It's gonna explode. Blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, probably not. But okay, let's give it a try. <laughs> um, and get out of my way. And it worked pretty well. And then you're like, okay, now I got to go back and tinker on this. And here's the next iteration, next iteration, until you finally end up with something that works really well. And then the season's over. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. What I don't love about it is I can go down that rabbit hole and find myself not using time wisely for other things. Mm -hmm. So I have to be careful with that. But yeah, yeah. If it's a machine, I'm all about it. Yes, yes. You've always been a, a maker and a tinkerer. And and I laugh at that signature scent because I know we spoke a few weeks ago about me with, with chlorine bleach. And how exactly. That, how yep. that's mine. Yep. It, just, yep. it just gets me going. <laughs> yep. Bleach and cutting fluid. That's that's what the two. You want to know what Greg and James smell like? That's what we smell like. Yeah. So, so Mark, we expect soaps in those two scents coming out of that. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't pushed Mountain View hops in their soaps in a while. So, Mark, we, haven't, we want no. cutting fluid and bleach as your next two soap scents, please. Please, yep. He's he is shaking his head right now and <laughs> or chuckling. Yeah, or Hopefully chuckling. He's chuckling. I hope he's chuckling. Oh, this is Greg's idea. Can you just remember that? Yes, yes. I'll use it. I'll, I'll use it. My my wife. Will, although, please don't use real bleach in that soap because I do not think that would work well on the on the sensitive skin. Um, it, it burns. Yes, yeah, yes, that a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my, boy. So you know, I think one of the things we can both agree we love that we've been we've been saving for for toward the, the end of this, so we can dive into it deeper, is of course our community and our hopnologists. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, we are. Uh, we say this all the time, and we we can't say it enough. We are are overjoyed with the response and the and the community that we've been able to put together. And, and it's similar to how you let off with conferences. It's it's like minded folks who want to learn from each other and are general genuinely good-natured about it and uh we're not going to talk about how much we hate facebook right but, and the and the well duh kind of attitude that a lot of people have mm -hmm. we uh, it's so wonderful to have our own little mini conference you know on our phones beeping all the time with whether you know whether it's questions or ideas or hey here's what i'm drinking so which happens a lot lately yes it a does. lot of that going on lately yeah there is there is Hey, I got no complaints. Yeah, I don't either. That's that's fine. That keeps people engaged. Along those same lines, the things I love uh, with our community is the ability to, I'm going to call it the opportunity for us to still stay relevant in the industry, even though we don't farm anymore. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of knowledge to share, and I love the fact that we have a platform and that there are people willing to listen. And I love the fact that the community can provide us direct feedback and that we take it to heart and say, why don't you guys talk more about this? Or, you know, I heard you talk about whatever it is and this was my experience on it. And I love the fact that people can feel comfortable enough to give us that feedback and trust us that we won't go off the deep end, right. And be all pissy about it or whatever it happens to be. I love the fact that we can be, that our community is mature and understanding that we can have a difference of opinions, but ultimately at the end of the day, it comes back down to mutual respect. And that is, that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. It, it, I absolutely agree with you. It, um, well, you, you said it perfectly. I'm not sure what else I can say other than repeating it. Just, just love the whole gang there and, and what we've managed to put together and, uh, 
and I enjoy it every second of the day because you know there's there's always someone posting something. I love the I love the brewers that I've become friends with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the those relationships and yeah, it feels good to sometimes still feel like a rock star when you walk into a place and everybody knows your name, Norm. <laughs> but just those friendships that that last, even though I'm not. They were customers. We were, you know, very closely related in the industry, supplier, consumer kind of thing. But even when that goes away, you know, what's left is there's still a friendship and people, you know, sending you texts. Hey, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. That sort of thing. And so it's not just like a casual, hey, how you doing, Bob? Hey, great, John. But something more, you know, deeper than that, uh, that <clears throat> that's not something I had, you know, expected or even, you know, was was driving at uh, as part of building a business, but that's what happened. Yep. And I think it comes back to like-minded people who who believe in the same things and, and want the same things. Yeah. I mean, our one of the local guys here, he um, they had a baby a few months back and I, I sent him a gift and he said, you'd have to do that. I said, yes, I did. I said, we're fr-. I said, you're not just my enabler. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <enabler. laughs> well, what else would you call someone who just keeps handing you beer? Oh, sure. Yeah. But you know, is it free? <laughs> so, sometimes, some, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, right? <laughs> sometimes. There's, there's enough. Which you know, now, now makes me sound more like a dealer than an enabler. Uh, mm-hmm. But yep. yes, I, I do love those relationships. Completely agree with you. It's a, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I feel like there should be more things that I love. I, it's, it's tough, isn't it? It is. Isn't it interesting? Because I think a lot of times people, things you hate, come to mind because it just. There's so much emotion around it and the things that you love when you think about, you don't think about them as much because I think, I don't want to put this, they are things you take refuge in and solace in. And so they're things that are there to, they're not maybe as visceral of a reaction as as things that you dislike or that upset you uh, because that's such a, a stronger immediate emotion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the things that you love, I, I think are easy to take for granted because, yeah, they're, because they're, they, they elicit a very strong response, but it's not like an immediate prickly pointy response, right? It's, it's, it's different. So they can be very, it'd be very easy to overlook, you know, how beneficial they are in your life. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, th- I think I think that's that's very fair. I think also with things you hate, there it's easier to bond over things that you dislike because you and I can sit here complaining about the same thing for forty five minutes and just <laughs> rehash why we hate it over and over. And it's like we can't get enough of why we dislike this thing, right? But once we've explained why we like, you know, a quiet tap room, it's kind of, okay. We've explained it. We both get it. We can move on now, right? You, you, yeah, how many, how many, other, how many times can you say I love, I love the quiet tap room. I love the quiet tap room. That's <laughs> just in people's mind. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. God, move on already. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to like, you know what I hate. You know, what really grinds my gears. Mm-hmm. And then we can just, it, it's we can build on each other with it, and and just mm-hmm. it becomes either a bonding thing or an or an, a point of of argument and debate. And either one of those, you can you can go on and on. So, oh, so another thing I love in the industry, uh, I love to see, 
This is going to sound really awful, but I, I, I do. I love it. Right. I, let's, we're honest here. It's just you mm-hmm. and me talking. Oh, of course. Uh, so like going back to conferences, um, I love to see other people. It's certainly, um, other presenters or people that are there as subject matter experts that don't have any freaking idea what they're talking about. Uh, but they think they do a la Dunning Kruger. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there are a couple of folks in the industry that are, yeah, well, I'm not going to name them, but, uh, man, they love to hear themselves talk constantly. Yap, 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 yap. And they talk, they, they, they talk for an hour. They don't say anything yet. They strut around and, you know, pound their chests. And I just years ago, years ago, uh, that used to just grind my gears like nobody's business. Now I, I love it for myself to see it because I don't have anything to prove to those people. Uh, I, I know what I know and I'm, I'm pretty confident in that, but I see those people as smirk because I'm like, you know what? There's, I feel bad for the people that are listening to them because they're totally full of shit. <laughs> but at the same time, I just kind of smirk on the inside and it's like, you know what? I love the fact that I know you are full of shit. <laughs> 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 so so that was that was a thinly veiled thing that you hate that you turned around a little bit i get it uh-huh yeah but i, I can... no 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 it's like i don't hate those people or those situations anymore because they're everywhere right and I, that's something i had to get used to so it's like that's great but now when when i encounter that instead of having a this visceral reaction of just you know vile spite or whatever uh it's like you're observing from afar. If you're a people watcher, it's great because if you also happen to know more than they do about the subject they're talking about, you can just listen to it and just shake your head. Now you can let that either just totally get you whipped up into a frenzy or you can just smirk and be like, wow, that guy's totally full of shit. Listen to what he's saying. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That is funny. And you know, along similarly, as I think back to, to the Gorse Valley days, one of the things that I loved then and was most proud of, and I've, I've mentioned this multiple times, was the ability in a, in a relatively short conversation to convince someone that they were wrong for hop farming or that hop farming was wrong for them. To help someone avoid um, potentially jumping off a cliff into this without full information. I, mm-hmm. I, I always felt like, you know, I'd get off those phone calls having, you know, lost half an hour, 45 minutes of my time, not acquired a new charter grower, but feeling like I had just steered someone away from something that they likely were not ready for and were going to fail at. Mm-hmm. And I I loved that. That was a feeling of accomplishment yeah. for me, even though it sounds like such a negative that I was I was turning people away because they were there are right people and wrong people for this business. Without question. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. And along those same lines, the thing that I love, like when we're giving presentations or workshops, or even when I'm talking to an individual and coaching them, the, the light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. When you, you're, you're in a teaching scenario and they're, they're, there's a difference between sort of attending and listening and comprehending and applying it to your situation in your own mind. And that's when that light bulb goes off and you can see it in people's faces when you're teaching it, where whatever you just said, they either had a question about it in in their own situation, or they're starting to put these blocks together over a couple of days of, of classes. And you can see the light bulb moments go off. They start scribbling notes. They start asking questions and they get engaged where they were just sitting in class, listening to, to yak on. Right. And I think any teacher 
those are the moments that they that just drives them because it's sense of accomplishment and it's a bit of pride in yourself that you were able to to break through to them and, and to have them have that aha moment but at the same time it's uh yeah it's like validation i don't know i love it and i love the fact that the the individual who has that light bulb moment you just helped them achieve a realization that either they didn't know that they needed or something a question they had that you were helping to drive them to you helped them and they are in a much better place now and that's really gratifying it, it really is it really, really is, as opposed to the, you know, we'll we'll mention the, the whole the whole Facebook community and our community and all that again. Helping someone is so gratifying, whereas there's so many other places they could have gone, made a comment, a statement, a question, and just been put down for it. Mm-hmm. I got uh, when we started Hopnology and we started, uh, you know, getting our name out there again. We I posted on a few of those old Facebook forums, right, and some of the old. Gorse Valley growers that failed because they suck uh, were very quick to say, "Well, I guess you, you know, you guess you can't farm." So, you know, what they say is, "Those who can do, and those who can't teach." And you know, I left it go, and you know, whatever troll that notion of if you're so good, why are you teaching it? Why aren't you doing it? Teaching it and and being that that individual that helps people have those realizations in their own scenario is for me, extremely rewarding and gratifying and takes an incredible amount of emotional intelligence to understand what, how someone needs to learn and, and what they, how they need to hear the information in order to make it applicable to them. There's a lot, so much that goes into being a good teacher that I just, am floored by people who do it, you know, professionally for young children who A, are sponges and B, are little demons, right? <laughs> really, yep. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I do not know how they do it. Yeah, the, the, the level of patience required. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable to, to your point, to balance the skills of being a teacher with the frustration of the little tornadoes running around. Um, but but I think you answered your own question there because it's the it, the gratification the gratification that you feel from doing something like that and from watching those light bulbs come on. And I know when we used to go for the parent teacher conferences when the kids were really little, it it wasn't about well they're coloring within the lines. It was they they like to learn and we, they're engaged in these topics and not these. And even at those young ages, I think that the good teachers can see when things click. And know how to work with folks properly. But yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you that the, the ability to teach, I mean, what what is the phrase? Uh, you know, give a man a fish, you fed him for a day, teach him, you fed him for a lifetime. So tr- trying to help people in the way we're doing it and at the same time it's still enjoying being in this industry, it's, uh, it's a double win. It is a double win. And it goes – it's not just the people that you help out to help them be successful in hop farming. It's also, to your point, the ones that you help along to realize, oh, shit, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You just saved me $25,000 by basically having me come to your workshop and tell me why I don't want to do this. That was some of the uh, yep. best feedback we, we ever received. I, I, and a few, sometimes people were upset about that. Oh yeah, and 
once I ex- when they were upset enough to call or to email and say, well, you know, why did I spend that money for you to tell me not to do this? My response was always, you know, it was always pretty much the same to the point where I had something more or less canned because I knew I knew what the question was going to be. <laughs> um, but once I explained, look, wasn't that what you were looking to figure out is is how to do this? And if all of those roads to how are not roads that you're willing to overcome, doesn't that give you the answer you were looking for in the first place? And what, once you have that conversation enough times and you, and you get good at the conversation, people do – appreciate wow yeah i i did i actually learned a lot after all mm-hmm. because some people you are, are stubborn enough that they would come to something like that say oh they didn't teach me anything i gotta go somewhere else because i need someone just to just tell me how to do it don't tell me yep. why i shouldn't just tell me how to do it well we told you how to do it but we also told you what you have to dodge and weave around and uh and be ready to accept yeah so yeah, that uh, very rewarding. Always very rewarding, and uh, I did love that part of the job. Yep, hands down. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think I'm good on my things I love here. Yeah, I think we wrapped it up. Yeah, very nice. Oh, and James, one more thing. Yeah, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> gyrating.